What is up, everybody? Oxcord Radio, back on the airwaves. AJ Murphy. Miles Vandenboom. Here we go. You know what it is, and uh, we are back after our fantasy draft. Uh, decided not to record last night because it was a chaotic mess. Uh, me as your reigning commissioner, I did not double-check the... The draft order, so it was all wrong, and then it was wrong again. So we didn't end up drafting till like, what, 10 o'clock? 10, 10 is when it started. We were trying to start at 7, so a couple, uh, couple step backs. I'm but so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> we were able to figure it out, got the draft done. Uh, I think we both feel pretty good about how our teams ended up shaking out. So yes. So excited to talk about them and, Definitely. and let you all know how it went. Definitely got to touch on our fantasy stuff. But first, uh, some a couple of huge things coming huge. out of the NFL. And one huge thing in particular, dropping Saturday night, as he was literally standing on the sidelines, uh, is that Andrew Luck is retiring, retiring from the NFL. It's just, it's so crazy to me. It feels like he just came in the league like three years ago, dude. Time flies. Um, I mean, had a pretty good career when he was healthy. Amazing career. Uh, just injuries, honestly, like really Tore took it from him. Down. And it's it sucks because he had a, a few really, really solid years. Last year he was a borderline you know, MVP. He was one of those guys in that conversation. and People expected that from him this year. Mm-hmm. Expected the Colts to, you know be a very solid squad potentially take that division on you know going up against the texans so you know sucks for the colts sucks for those weapons on that team to lose him um and it's sad to see him go it's really sad to see him go and then the fans booing him as he walks off the field for the final time i just think that's messed up that's that's so that's really like after all this all the things that he did for y'all and put his body he, on the These people line. don't understand what it, you know what it is to play professional football. Not at like all. What what this man put on the line, you know, um, just like kind of crazy for him to come back from the injury he came back from. Honestly, being out for for over a year, I could have swore it was almost two years of a gap where it he did not like play it. football. Like, holy yeah. shit! Like it was he a was long gone time for a while. Came back. I mean, he showed out, and you know, injuries <laughs> just kept kept going. It's like. Why is he going to continue to play if, you know, his body is going to continue to take that hurt? Um, I'm sure it was a tough decision, but, I mean, he's got to put his body, you know, first there. And ultimately, he'll end up being fine. He's got a lot of money set aside. He is a Stanford grad. He'll be Very smart man. He's he's probably already fine. They probably already have something. Oh, yeah, we just put one year of my salary away for the rest of our lives. We're fine. It's fine. We'll go live somewhere in rural Indiana. Maybe he can try to take Jason Witten's spot. (laughs) Oh, God. That would be – I don't know what would be worse, to be honest, Andrew Luck or Jason. Jason Witten. See, I love Andrew Luck, but he's not built for that. He's not well that. with his words. He's not no. built for that. I feel like maybe if he, like, I feel like if we need to see anybody first in that position, it needs to be Peyton Manning. That's what I was just thinking, yeah. But Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning would be solid in that role. Peyton Manning, I feel like if he would have done it already, he would have. So, it, yeah. if he wanted to. I think if he did, he'd be he'd be the best, dude. I think yeah. like he would be the best to do it. Just, I mean, the amount of time and studying he put into the game. He's an entertaining guy. You know, it would have been interesting to see him do Monday nights or Please or, replace know, him nights. with Chris Collinsworth. I wouldn't complain. I wouldn't complain if they did that at all. Uh, so a couple of other nuggets. Um, Lamar Miller tore his ACL. Uh, a huge loss for the Houston Texans in that backfield. Um, you know, he was kind of a guy that never really did a lot, but he was always there and he was – 
you know, always kind of supporting in his role, so it's hard to see him go. But I imagine this will be a step in the right direction for Duke Johnson, and now all of a sudden, you know, he's come a long way from where he was earlier this summer. Yeah, interesting seeing what the the role is for him. Obviously, third down, he was gonna. I think that was gonna be all him in the first place with Lamar Miller. Right. Um, so you know, it's you know, it's Duke Johnson. Obviously, his role is gonna go up now. I don't think he's that that bell cow back. So it's like, who are they? Who are they gonna bring in? Um, I've heard a couple of names. I've heard are potentially Carlos Hyde. Um, the Chiefs might cut him. Honestly, they might cut Carlos Hyde. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't know what Carlos Hyde really has to offer mm-hmm. at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, Melvin Gordon. Ah. But the Texans don't have a GM right now, so Bill O'Brien would have to work out that that trade. Yeah, Bill O'Brien did the Duke How Johnson do they not trade. Have the, uh, I don't know. I don't know what's what? going on in Houston. They're without a GM. Bill O'Brien's you know, okay. kind of like the interim right. GM, but you know, he doesn't necessarily know <clears> that <throat> side of the NFL. So, and with a trade like. A Melvin Gordon trade where you really have to know what you're getting into as far as a contract goes, because um, I mean he doesn't want to play if he's not getting the the contract mm-hmm. you know that he feels he deserves. So I mean they already have an issue with trying to pay Jadavian Clowney. So I feel like Bring trying to Melvin take Gordon, no. yeah I feel like trying to take that That'd on would not be uh, a good headache for them to solve. And you want so, Jadavian Clowney? Yeah, you, you definitely want, want Jadavian Clowney. Probably over a running back at this point, I would say. I mean, I think to so. pair with J.J. Watt, at least to have that one-two really punch. Defense. Yeah, because they really need to hold it down. Um, so, yeah, a bunch of things. Uh, and then lastly, one thing that dropped, Case Keenum announced as the Washington Redskins starter, uh, getting the job over Dwayne Haskins. What do we think of that? Uh, I mean, I kind of thought, you know, we'd see see Case Keenum be the starter to, to start out the year, at least, a, you know, a veteran over Dwayne Haskins. I don't think they're necessarily looking to to kind of throw him out in the fire yet. Mm-hmm. Um, however, though, if this team isn't winning games, which we don't expect it to, you know, I don't know why they wouldn't put Dwayne Haskins in in the middle of the year and just kind of mm-hmm. give him the ropes and let him. I feel like learn on these the, guys are going to be bad, like the, the Redskins or no, just oh, the Redskins okay. in general. Yeah, no, they're not going to be good. I don't or, think they're going to be good. I mean, Haskins. Too. Yeah, it's it's a tough division with the Eagles being how good they are, the Cowboys being uh, decent again, and, I and think then the Giants are better. Yeah, I think the Giants, are the Giants the Redskins, have definitely. So. You know, they're not going to probably roll over for anybody, despite no. the fact that they don't have OBJ, but. You know, whatever. Um, so, yeah, the Redskins bringing in Case. Uh, we'll have to see how that works out uh, and if Dwayne Haskins gets in there at all. I, yeah. I would have to imagine it's at some point. It's at some point this year. But, I mean, I mean for Case Keenum, dude, this is like his fourth team in four years. Or is it five teams in five years? It's something like fourth that. Fourth team in four years, yeah. And that's just – that's tough, man. Yeah, They constantly have to move each year. I'm pretty sure he has kids. Yeah. Um, so, for them to continuously have to move, go from – you know, school to school. Go to L.A. to Minnesota. L.A. to Minnesota to Denver to, Denver. to Washington, D.C. Like, God damn, man. That's, yeah. kind of. You're getting but, high, and then you're not, and then you're getting high, and then... You're I mean, he can't it. complain too much. He's making, you know, a lot of money to play the game he loves. Just must be tough for the family. And trying to hold it down, too. I mean, the Rams, it didn't work. The Vikings, I guess you could say it did, it but then worked, they didn't but, want him. Yeah. And then the Broncos, it, it didn't, didn't work. work. It didn't work. And, and that was really his fault. I, I, mean, I mean, I blame him to a certain extent. I mean, he didn't really perform. I just don't think the the offense of play calling was right. Was there. To was a there. T. I don't even know. Right. Right. Who's their head coach? Is it still Vance Joseph? 
No, they fired him. Vic Fangio is the head coach. Oh, now. okay. He's not offensive mind, isn't he? No, he defense. From? Bears oh defensive God. coordinator. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's that'll, why that'll I got their defense in fantasy. Makes sense. Von Miller. Yardy. Yardy. <laughs> All right. So speaking of fantasy, we did have our draft last night. Uh, a lot of interesting things uh, happened despite the fact that we started it late. I th- still think it was a pretty good draft for everybody involved. So let's get into it. Um, so you had the second overall pick. Second overall pick. And you drafted? Alvin Kamara. Wow. Goaded. Yeah. Um, I had to sit and wait to four and came out pretty lucky but I got decided to take David Johnson instead of uh, grabbing Ezekiel Elliott and waiting to see whether or not he would come back I mean there was a discussion that he was offered a contract that would make him the second highest paid running back in the NFL in between Todd Gurley and I don't know who else it was Um, but anyway he was that deal was in the works and you know up in the air and that didn't pan out so i didn't feel comfortable picking him he went to pick later uh uh, i mean we talked about i talked about this all year todd Gurley in the first round uh you know kind of it scares me that scares me a little bit yeah um i mean definitely some people were pulled up the draft board um, from I mean the ADPs that I was going off of, um, Todd Gurley was one of those guys I expected to fall to. We're in a ten-team league, so I expected him to fall, you know, later second round um, to mid, maybe like the mid second round. So I found it kind of interesting. Um, the person who did end up drafting him ended up grabbing Julio um, in the next round. So I feel like that does kind of saves it a little bit. Julio, I feel like you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, Todd Gurley, you know, it, I mean, if he gets his the workload, he'll be fine. But right. It, the question really just is, what's the workload? Because um, it's not going to be what it was before. That's definitely the question. Uh, had a couple more reaches, but you know that always pans out. Um, coming back around to our picks uh, in the snake, Tyreek Hill went to pick before me, so I go ahead and grab Juju. I like Juju more than Tyreek, to be honest. I really? like Juju more than a couple of those receivers. Oh, wow. yeah. Nice. PPR, too. PPR, definitely over Tyreek Hill. Wow. Um, I mean, you could argue Juju has potential to be the wide receiver one. Honestly, I was hoping he'd fall fall to me. Um, like overall wide receiver one. Yeah, overall wow. wide receiver one. I think because I'd, I'd say for sure right now you have Julio, DeAndre. I would say and Devontae right. Adams. I think those three. After that, I don't see why Juju isn't isn't four. Mm-hmm. OBJ obviously hell of a talent, but I don't know what kind of share he's going to get in that Browns offense. Mm-hmm. He's going to be good, but you know they got targets. They got Jarvis Landry. They got Njoku. Um, they have a rookie running back in Hilliard that they're looking to get um, going to kind of take that Duke Johnson role. So I think Odell is going to go off. It's no slight to Odell, but I think Juju is going to have a safer floor. The upside is insane um, for him. So then after that, AB was picked. I'm not complaining at all. Uh, another one of those reaches, kind of like we were talking about. Uh, and I was able to grab James Conner um, with that 19th pick, which I feel really good about. Um, honestly, I didn't think he was going to fall that far. Um, with my pick, I was looking for either Juju or Kelsey. I was hoping they were going to fall to me. Um, Kelsey like was, said, again, one of those kind of reaches. A little bit. Like, it's a little bit of a reach. I, I mean, I get the, the concept, you know. I mean, you stack that. Travis Kelsey with Mahomes in the first round. It's a super flex league. Um, so definitely is some some concept to it. Um, That's a lot of team poison, man, especially at the star position. 
if it, I don't know. I just don't like that. Like you don't like stacking, kind of like that. It's it's. I mean, I do and I don't because it's like you're you're really depending on that connection Absolutely. every week. And you know, if they don't have a good week, then yeah, it's definitely like, something we see a lot. I think in, in if daily something fantasy, happens with them. yeah, in daily fantasy, people do it all the time. Um, you know, in regular fantasy, you don't always see it because I mean, you never know. Um, one guy might have you know a tougher matchup, and then. You know, that does affect the other guy, you know. So right. not to say that you're going to stop Pat Mahomes, but if Pat Mahomes is going <clears> up <throat> against um, like a Ravens defense or a defense that is is very solid, that's going to also affect um, Travis Kelsey, kind of like you were saying. Yeah, definitely. Uh, moving around to round three, Diggs getting taken at the top. That's a, that's a reach. Pretty he should have been in the fourth. He uh, in the fourth. Maybe the fifth round, um, but I'm not complaining because your boy right. grabbed Mike Evans um, with the Amazing third pick, pick, which I'm very happy with. Um, that was someone that I was looking to target in the third round, um, and you know he he kind of fell to me there. A couple of picks were a little questionable beforehand, mm-hmm. um, so I wasn't sure if it happened. But Mike Evans was there. If he wasn't, I was leaning towards towards Keenan Allen. Um, so I feel good about that. I got two. RBs that I feel like are RB1s. I feel like they're very solid. Um, and then to come back around with a guy like Mike Evans, uh, who I think is, you know, not necessarily that upper tier, but after the first five or six guys, Mike Evans is someone that you're going to bring up. So I Hell feel pretty yeah. good about that start. Yeah, I feel pretty good. And I feel like Mike Evans and the Bucks specifically are primed for a little bit better of a year. Uh, statistically, as far as winning goes, too, as well. Uh, two picks later, I come around and grab Deshaun Watson. I feel like the plan for me... Really, what I wanted to do was fill out those top three position groups. So, running back, wide receiver, quarterback. Taking the bounce mm-hmm. approach, yeah. Take the bounce approach because I knew that once the quarterbacks were getting picked, I didn't know, you know, we've kind of seen in the past that stuff kind of fly off the board. Yeah. So, I kind of wanted to make sure I got my guy. Uh, Deshaun Watson was my dude uh, two years ago, and then he tore his ACL, and I wanted to he was, cry. He was like the quarterback one when that happened. He yeah. was really putting in work for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Kind of fill out the round. Um, we saw Dalvin Cook fall to 28, which is pretty solid. That's a um, huge slot for him. Literally, T.Y. and Zach Ertz were the two picks beforehand. Diggs went before Cooks. You know, I'm I'm not sure what happened there. Or Cook. I don't know why I said Cooks. Cook. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, he falls to 28. Um, Amari Cooper and Damian Williams to fill out that third round. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, a couple of reaches is really just kind of it is what it is. And at some point you got you just got to, got to say, hey, this is my guy. Yeah. But, you know. And sometimes uh, that's going to happen. Yeah. You know, people uh, will get rich. As it comes around, uh, round four, uh, had some guys like Leonard Fournette come off early, Kittle, Julian Edelman, which I thought was a little bit early for him, but, you know, whatever. Uh, Devonta Freeman uh, going one pick after Melvin Gordon, which I thought was... uh, Yeah, I was a little surprised Melvin Gordon did land in that round. Um, I thought he was going to fall a bit more. I mean, I get it. You know, if he plays, he's going to be that guy, but, I mean, I'm... I mean, I think it's like a 60-40 chance that, if not even more, that he doesn't play till Week 10. That's, I mean, that's really what I think. Um, I just, I, it doesn't seem like there's been any, from at least from what we've heard, we haven't heard anything positive coming from either camp on getting a deal done with at least the Dallas Cowboys we're hearing 
Okay, they offered something, him something, you rumors, know. blah, blah, um, blah. There's yeah. at least some talk. There hasn't been exactly. anything. Exactly, and, and the Cowboys, I think the Cowboys know damn well they need Ezekiel Elliott. And if yeah. they don't think they do, they're lunatics. Yep. It won't be the first time, though, the Cowboys Wild. have done some stupid, stupid stuff. Well, Ezekiel came out and said today Emma Smith was one of the greatest Cowboys, but at some point he ended up going somewhere else, too. So I feel like, oh. you know, I mean, I feel like Zeke wants to be a cowboy, but if they're not going to pay him, then yeah. he's got to skate. And I think that's, that's sort of a thing just that what he's you saying. Do. Yeah, I think that's something he's saying to almost, you know, kind of, you know, put their feet to the coast. Let's a little bit. get it yeah, going. Like I want to play football. Either you're going to pay me or I'm gone. And it's kind of weird. Like, I mean, we're just sort of seeing this in professional sports. I mean, mm-hmm. these dudes, you know, they realize. You know, you never know what's going to happen. We just saw it with Andrew Luck, a guy that we thought was going to be the face of the Colts for damn near 15 years, calling it quits after after year seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, we see this in the NBA, and we're you know seeing the NFL now. These players are like, okay, I, I want my money. Like, I want my bread now because mm-hmm. who knows when it's going to get get taken from you. So right. it's good to see for the players. You know, it kind of sucks when, you know, we're talking this. It's like we'd love to see Zeke on the field. We'd love to see Melvin Gordon um, playing two really, really good running backs. Um, but I get it. I get it. Um, as far as the rest of this round, some – well, you got Aaron Rodgers. We can talk about yes. that quick. So I came around, and I didn't really know who to grab. And I I don't know. I was just kind of unsure about the QB situation moving forward. So I just go. I just went ahead and grabbed Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I have great respect for him and the Packers. I feel like this is going to be a pretty big bounce back here for him, uh, especially in the new system with Matt LaFleur. Um, it's really kind of like a boomer bust thing for me is what I'm kind of looking at it for. So uh, hopefully he really pops off and can get back to top five quarterback numbers. Which, I mean, I expect. I expect. Um, I believe in my rankings I had him at number five. Um, so I would expect him to be in that area. And, and really the upside with him, I mean, he's one of the few guys that I think you can say, like, if anyone's going to dethrone Pat Mahomes, it's going to be him. And you have two of those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if all goes right with those, you're really set um, with the quarterback position. Yeah, and I, At I the expect su- a lot flex from and super flex, and I can just l- sit them there. Sit them there. And they have yeah. pretty late buys, too. So, you know, it's nothing really for me to worry about. I don't have to worry about having a three-headed monster with Mitch Trubisky and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, that's, like, that was that disgusting. Last year. Last yeah, that can, year. Be, that can be like, tough sometimes. That can be. Um, and, you know, just kind of depends on how everything else pans out. Because, right. like, if you have those, kind of like what you're talking about, you have Mitch Trubisky, you have Kirk Cousins, and, you know, who freaking knows, Josh Allen, you know, as your three quarterbacks. Um, if you deal with some injuries or people are underperforming, you know, on the rest of your team, it's going to show that weakness at quarterback. So, like, yeah. if you lose your stud running back and then it's like, oh, damn, starting right. you know, Kirk Cousins against the Bears this week, you know, you're kind of screwed. So, um as far as a super flex goes, I don't think there's anything wrong with grabbing grabbing those QBs that you want early. Um, and just kind of, you know, how your roster fills out from there. Uh, and I think something in our draft, which as we kind of continue to go through, people will see, you know, there's a lot of reaches. <laughs> so <laughs> Jared Cook was the pick after Aaron Rodgers. Um, oh. <laughs> So that just allows you to kind of be a little bit more bolder with, okay, I want my two two stud quarterbacks, RBs and wide receivers. I think I can wait around or two. Mm-hmm. A few could fall, um, which someone did fall to you that we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, so after Jared Cook went, I was ecstatic to see Robert Woods there. Mr. Safe um, Floor USA, Bob Woods. Literally. like, and, and looking at my first four picks, I feel that's kind of what I have with my wide receivers is is a safe floor. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. the target share is going to be there. Um, pretty reliable hands. Mike Evans had one year where it was, you know, his hands were a little iffy, but, <laughs> you know, pretty, pretty solid for wide receiver, feels safe there. And with the RBs, James Conner and Alvin Kamara, I think there's, there's upside, you know, crazy upside with that. So I felt good about that start. Tyler Lockett came drafted at 41. I really do like Tyler Lockett this year. Mm-hmm. I think he is going to be, you know, he's going to continue to take take that step. <clears throat> I'm not sure if I would have taken him over some of the other guys that were, you know, in this round necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at this person's team, but I mean, if we scroll down, I believe Aaron Jones was drafted in this round. Um, Kenny Galladay is someone that I'd probably take over Kenny Lo- or um, Tyler Lockett right now. Um, and then Carryon Johnson, I think, is someone I'd probably take over over Lockett. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, forty-two. I got my guy Carson Wentz. Um, yes, NDSU go Bison. Uh, lots of quarterbacks in this round. Lot, lots of quarterbacks. This was the quarterback round. Um, we saw Breeze fall next, and then you ended up getting Carryon Johnson. And I was, I, I was kind of unsure. I don't think the lines are going to be great this year. So obviously when it comes to like having uh, – and I, this is kind of something that I've looked at and I've seen in trends, kind of trying to like forecast like who's going to be good and who's not. So that like will result in, you know, your teams – obviously, mm-hmm. you know, if you're going to have players on better teams, it's going to work out a little bit better. Yep. That's not always the case, but mm. – Especially running backs. Carryon Johnson is one of those exceptions because, one, they really have kind of based their whole offense around him. For years now – now, uh, through the draft and through free agency, the Lions have been building towards a ground-and-pound offense. They want to run the ball. They want to be physical. They want to control the clock. And with on Johnson in that offensive line, adding TJ Hawkinson, a real good blocking tight end, that's somebody that they've built around. So I... Th- and right here, I was looking to build depth at running back. You know, I could have grabbed Aaron Jones, um, but I feel like the upside with Carrion is a little bit more heavy here, just because you know he's like the the guy in Detroit. Yeah. So no, and he sh- he should be. I know you know they're kind of trying to figure out you know who's going to be that other RB. They have C.J. Anderson. Um, they also have um, a rookie, and I can't think of his his last name off off the top of my head. I think it's Hilton, um, who's more of a pass back. So I'm interested in seeing what they're going to do. But Carryon Johnson is one of those guys that I think you get him 15 touches, he's a, a borderline RB one. Mm-hmm. He, I'm pretty sure he had the highest um, yards per carry last year. Wow! Yeah, I, I know for a fact it was over five yards per carry. That's crazy. Um, and that's you know only a couple guys do that every year where. You can see them actually average five or more yards, um, Alvin Kamara being one of those guys. So definitely a big play guy. Uh, you get him into open space. He can make people miss. He can break tackles. So um, on Johnson, you know, uh, a lethal back. As far as the rest of this round goes, Baker Mayfield um, getting drafted at 45. Um, honestly, compared to some of the quarterbacks that were taken before him, I, I do like this Baker pick. Yeah, that's he kind of slid a little bit. He was definitely he he someone that had a pretty high ADP coming into every draft. But you know, every draft is different. So yep. you know, Baker. ADP, he's like the fourth quarterback, I believe, taken off the board, and I think we've seen probably seven or eight before mm-hmm. this. Yeah, Drew yeah. Drew Brees being one. Drew Brees, of them, Carson Wentz, uh, Aaron Rodgers, Deshaun, Deshaun Watson, Pat Mahomes. Pat I believe Mahomes. Matt Ryan. I believe Matt Ryan. Yeah, was Matt drafted Ryan too. was at the tail end of that other round. I believe it was. Yep, going to my brother. So uh, I guess we yeah we saw Baker maybe you know fall to like the sixth or seventh quarterback taken. Um, other guys: Russell Wilson, Cam Newton, um, and Ben Roethlisberger also. 
um, being drafted in this round. So this was the QB round. This is when people wanted to start um, kind of getting that in place. Moving on to the next round, had a little bit of a mixed bag. It was more of a, a flex round. Chris Godwin going, Cooper Cup, who I think is primed for a bounce back year. Like those guys a lot. Uh, Derrick Henry, which I thought was uh, Derrick Henry and Philip Lindsay, which maybe could have been a little early. Those but. two picks scare me a little bit. So Derrick Henry, this is a PPR league. And one thing with the Titans is I don't necessarily know how many games they're going to be you know, winning or, you know, in the lead and that's where i feel like we saw derrick henry get more work um it's kind of similar to um the colts running back marlon mack if you look back last year um at the splits he was getting a lot of that work um when the colts were winning so that's kind of what you're looking for i think in in an rb as a team that is gonna you know perform well and with philip Lindsay, it just scares me you know how much of a workload he's really gonna get so you have royce freeman and then they go out and grab Theo Riddick uh, to potentially be that third down back. Not to say Theo Riddick is going to completely take Philip Lindsay out of the passing game, you know, but that's going to take some of his target share in the passing game. And I do think Royce Freeman is going to get a decent run, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's definitely that change game. of pace. Yeah, he's he's more the bigger guy. He's going to get you know more the short yard situations, which you know I'm expecting the goal line carries to go to him. Mm-hmm. Um, Philip Lindsay uber efficient, you know, like carry on in Camara. He's up there in yards per carry um so i expect him to you know do fine and just i feel like there's some people that you could have maybe grabbed here with um safer floors more um you know share of the offense jared goff and evan ingram going and then came around to my pick grabbed calvin wrigley again just trying to stack more people at the wide receiver position it was kind of thinking about tyler boyd who ended up going a pick later but with that falcons offense who they're looking to throw it around the yard a ton i think calvin ridley is going to be a pretty safe option moving forward you grabbing josh jacobs i really like that pick yeah to be honest josh jacobs wasn't a guy coming into the draft um we talked about this last night where we were kind of surprised with some people that ended up on our team Josh Jacobs wasn't someone I was really targeting. Um, But, I mean, for him to fall to that 59th pick, uh, it was kind of hard to pass up on him. Um, As far as rookie running backs go, um, I believe it's over the past um, four or five years that there's been like two to three um, RB1s that are rookies, which I thought was interesting. So if you think about Kareem Hunt, Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, these are some of the, the best running backs we have in the game right now. And when they're you know coming in fresh fresh legs josh jacobs didn't you know necessarily play a ton in college there's potential for him to get a lot of work um which i i like rb1 the on the raiders question mark i'm a little also with that being said to kind of play devil's advocate to myself how i just said he didn't you know take that whole workload in college you know is that necessarily going to happen in the pros you know if it's mm-hmm. not happening in college right. Yeah. How do we know what's going to happen in the pros? You know, it was just kind of with that pick, I think there's upside there. You know, I think he's a dangerous weapon. Um, I expect, you know, him to play decent for me, be a potential flex. Otherwise, there's other guys that I grab that I feel like I can throw in that that flex spot. Um, so let's see. Coming back into the seventh round, uh, we saw Vance McDonald go, uh, who we both, I think, feel pretty pretty good about. Mm-hmm. Potential top five tight end. No yeah, doubt. definitely. Um and then at number 62, um, grabbed Marlon Mack. Actually, the the time ran out on me on this pick. Um, but that's who I was – honestly, that's probably who, you know, I was going to pick. Um, tight ends. We're seeing a little bit more tight ends drop. We talked about Evan Engram in this round, O.J. Howard and Hunter Henry go. So this is kind of where the tight ends are starting to go. Considered it, but, 
you know, we'll talk more a little bit more about Mark Andrews later, but a guy that I really like. So I was like, if I don't get Kelsey, I'm just going to grab Andrews really late in the draft. So just kind of look to build that depth. Um, you never know when an injury could come up. Um, also, we do have two flex positions. Uh, so grab Marlon Mack. You know, not really sure what to expect now that Andrew Luck is retired. Uh, but, I mean, he showed out last year. I think that workload is still going to be there, maybe not quite as efficient or quite the load it would have been with Andrew Luck. Um, but I still expect decent things from Marlon Mack. And the fact that, you know, he was in the seventh round, you know, he's right around Kenyon Drake. I would much rather have Marlon Mack than Kenyon Drake. So I, I feel good about that pick in that round. So Kenyon Drake was after. And then you grab LJ Howard um, with your next pick. Yeah, OJ Howard uh, was one of those guys I was looking for. If I didn't get, you know, one of the three elite tight ends, Ertz, Kelsey, or Kittle, um, you know, this round we saw a lot of tight ends go. Njoku, Trey Burton at the end, Hunter Henry, two picks after me, uh, which was another guy. Was it was either OJ Howard or Hunter Henry for me? So um, I think OJ Howard's primed for a big year. Uh, that Trey Burton pick looks a little bit tough, especially coming. You know, at pick seventy, a lot of those tight ends kind of scare me a little bit. So, as far as tight ends go, you know, I really like Kelsey. Uh, I know on the last episode, I really talked about how you know, Kelsey does give you a good advantage. I feel like he's he's in his own tier of himself. Ertz and Kittle are good. I feel like the the draft price they have to pay for them Mm -hmm. scares me a little bit. Yeah, that's so. I think OJ Howard, honestly, you getting OJ Howard where you did, I think that does help um, rather than getting one of those two guys. Mm -hmm. Um, The upsides there. With some of the other guys, it scares me a little bit. Evan Ingram I'm okay with. I feel like he's going to have a good target share. Yeah, OJ definitely. Howard is a physical beast. Um, and Vance McDonald, cool. But, like, Trey Burton and David Njoku going that early, like, there's a lot of other guys that could have been picked that they could have grabbed at other positions. I think that would have helped their squads out more. But mm-hmm. that's not my team. I'm to not complaining. To each their own. Yeah. Uh, in this round, round eight. 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 So we're halfway through. And, you know, a little bit of some mystifying picks. Uh, so Kyler Murray, first off the board, I like him a lot this year. Not I a think problem. he's going to be good. Our yep. first defense coming off the board, the Chicago Bears. This is where I have That's a bit early. And that's then Lamar Jackson. Early. I like. Uh, I like Lamar Jackson. I like Jackson. that pick a lot. To match with um, Pat Mahomes, too. That's like a – as far as quarterbacks go, as long as Lamar Jackson, you know, knock on wood, doesn't get hurt, he's running the ball a lot. Um, and the expectation is maybe a little bit less running, but a little less running from him. Literally after – I don't know if you knew this. Literally after he started um, starting and t- he took Joe Flacco's spot, he was on pace for a 16-game season of over 1,500 rushing yards. That's insane. Now, I don't think that he would actually do that in a 16-game pace. I think that's a little ridiculous. And yeah, they were rushing it like it. 28 times they a game. They really ran the ball. Um, and I expect the same. So that's why a guy like Mark Ingram, I don't know if he's gone yet or if... I think he did in the last round. I like Mark yeah, Ingram. Yeah, Mark Ingram went um, around, But I think Lamar Jackson, as your, as your QB2, honestly, I like that to match with Pat Mahomes. So that person... Looking good at the QB spot. Um, some other guys we're seeing in this round. Kyle oh, Rudolph. Kyle Rudolph. I don't like that. Chris Carson. Dude. Chris Carson, I like. Trusting any Seahawks running back? I'm not so. with it, dog. I, I'm I not. I think Chris Carson. I stayed way away because I saw I think Chris Carson. Pick, I was like, dude. I think that that pick at is that good. that pick, that's fine. But Yeah. Um, and, I mean, this dude, he was the, the fifth leading rusher last year. And they got rid of Mike Davis. So, I mean, they, they have Rashad Penny. The question is, do we see him maybe take more of, you know, a load, maybe take more of that Mike Davis role. But even if he does, Chris Carson still has his role where he was, you know, the fifth leading rusher in the league. I think with him, you know, it's a PPR league. Is he going to get more involved in the passing game? But think about it like this. All right, Leonard Fournette went at 31. Okay. 
versus Chris Carson, I don't think there's that big of a difference, to be completely honest with you, with what to expect. Both teams are going to want to run the ball. They're both like the leading rusher. But Leonard Fournette isn't necessarily the third down guy. So I, mean, I would much rather grab Chris Carson at 76 than, you know, maybe some of the backs that yeah, were. Yeah, Leonard Fournette went at like 31. Yeah, he went early. He went a little bit earlier. As to how? be fair to that person, they were on auto pick. They weren't able to get into the draft until <laughs> this round, actually. So, you know, a couple of those picks, you know, you can you can put on auto pick. Um, as far as to wrap up this round, we had Mike Williams. You grab Mike Williams. Yes, I, a guy that was I was high on. Uh, I think he's going to have a lot of targets in that potent Chargers offense. I think he's primed for a big year, especially with his physical traits. Um, I, I, I just, he's a red zone target. Yeah, I man. think he could easily get ten touchdowns. No oh, doubt. Yeah. And that's why Hunter Henry is someone I'm a little bit more down on. Um, so for your sake, I think I'm. Very happy for you. You got O.J. Howard instead of Hunter Henry. Not to say Hunter Henry is going to have a bad year, um, but I think you know when he a couple years ago when he was really killing it, it was in the red zone. I honestly think that's going to be Mike Williams' role. So expect a lot of touchdowns from him. A.J. Green. That's who I did grab at seventy nine. Who? That's a value buy, dog. It, it like is and it isn't. So I mean, with A.J. Green, I did expect him to go earlier, and I'm not sure what the knowledge was on A.J. Green um, for people knowing his injury. I thought he was going to go a lot sooner. I didn't know everybody was actually, you know, with it and knew that he was hurt. Um, you know, for me, I, I really didn't want to grab someone that I knew was going to be hurt. I wasn't necessarily going to have for a few weeks going into the year and don't really know what to expect when he comes back. But I feel good about the wide receivers I grabbed ahead of him, Mike Evans and Robert Woods, and the value that I got for Josh Jacobs and Marlon Mack that I felt like, you know, I can take a risk with this pick, A.J. Green. If he pans out, I can maybe look to That's deal somebody. Yeah, I can value. look to either deal him That's or deal somebody huge else. That's huge value. Uh, so I feel good about him, you know, being on my bench and someone who I potentially won't need. You know, you never know. Injuries are going to happen. So who knows? Maybe I will. Um Ninth round, we had Allen Robinson. How do you feel about Allen Robinson? Super quick about this year. Do you like him? Not sure. I think he's going to have a little bit of a better year this year. I just, you know, Trubisky is. Yeah, that's a question. Yeah. Not really sure what he's to expect. He's the real Trubisky's question mark arm. in this whole thing. But I think Allen Robinson, um, not necessarily a bounce back here compared to what he did a few years ago with the Jaguars when he was in a wide receiver one. But, you know, this is going to be a second year coming off of the ACL injury. I think he's going to be healthier. I think he's going to be better. Um, second year in Nagy's offense. Um, for my next pick, I ended up grabbing James Winston. Um, to be honest with you, that was a quarterback that I was looking to to grab to potentially be my QB too. Um, kind of wanted to see how everything played out, and I think getting him when I did, I was able to get a lot of other players at other positions that I like. And I think James Winston, you know, we've talked about this. If you like O.J. Howard, you like Chris Godwin, you like Mike Evans, and honestly, that running game, there really isn't a running game there. Mm-hmm. So this is a team that I think is going to be passing the ball. I don't ball think either of those guys ton. win. Um, Peyton Barber or No, Ryan I don't Jones. think they did, and, and rightfully so. I don't think they've showed anything that they should be picked. So I feel good about what I got in Jameis Winston. I think a borderline you know, top 12 quarterback, we'll see. He doesn't always make the best decisions. He could play himself off the field, being completely honest. So it's a little risky, but at the same time, you know, they're going to look to pass the ball. I like grabbing him. Will Fuller going at 83. That's a guy I honestly do like. Um, I know you had him last year. He had risky, some good weeks though. with you. Risky Torn with ACL. injury. Yeah, risky And that was injury. late, coming too. Off the ACL. It is a little risky. Yeah, it, it's definitely a little risky. I think, it, you know, if it pans out for this guy, you know, great. But yeah, dude. We'll kind of have to wait and see. And I like your next pick a lot. David Montgomery. Uh, so, you know, rookie running backs are kind of, uh, but I feel like two things. One is that I felt like he is primed to have – 
a big role in this Bears offense because they bring you know they bring in Mike Davis. Mike Davis is supposed to be more complimentary, and then Tariq Cohen, kind of the same thing, but that's more of like a splash complimentary thing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like having Tariq Cohen as a fantasy option is not really reliable because he's so you know hit or miss. Absolutely, he's a he's big play. He's big player bust. Um, I. I it's hard because you know with rookies you don't necessarily know what they're gonna get right 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 off you know the the jump but from what I've picked up on David Montgomery is kind of taking that Jordan <laughs> Howard role he's better than Jordan Howard yeah and he can do more in the passing game so and Jordan <clears throat> Howard has been pretty solid last year wasn't his best year but you know years previous played really well um, so I really like that pick I think that is a value at the 84th pick. Um, then we see Philip Rivers go off the board. Emmanuel Sanders at 86. Maybe a little bit early coming off the injury. He's coming off of, um, from what, I, what I've what i heard, he's looking really good in camp. Mm-hmm. He's looking like himself. So if that's the case at 86, you know, that's, you know, Emmanuel Sanders is a, a wide receiver two flex guy if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, and who knows what Joe Flacco we're getting. That <laughs> does kind of play a role, too. Deep ball boy. Uh, Dak Prescott going next. An interesting like quarterback that. to pick up on. And then Duke Johnson, a guy that we were talking about heavily, yeah. taking a huge slide. I think that's going to be a huge pick at number 88. Uh, Trubisky going. Or, Your favorite quarterback. Like no. <laughs> and then a huge guy that I was really huge on, DJ Moore, sliding all the way to 90. Well, the thing is, is too, is I, I like this Panthers. Honestly, I like this Panthers offense. Cam Newton was a guy I was potentially targeting. I like Wentz Moore. Um, so like, oh, who knows? You know what's gonna happen with the quarterbacks? Maybe Newton. Will, I mean, he went like four picks later, so there was not not a chance. And now he's gonna be able to match those two up. Um, you know, I do like DJ Moore going into it. I was like, oh, I think I like Curtis Samuel more. I think he's more of a value. But I mean, DJ Moore at ninety, I think he's you know he is that number one on that team. So mm-hmm. I really like that pick. Um, and then they grab Kirk Cousins on their way back around, who's a guy that I feel like in, for fantasies. You know, fantasy purposes has maybe been getting a little bit too... He's been falling maybe a little bit too much. I think he's been getting, you know, kind of some flack. And it, it's not necessarily on him. I think it, you know, the quarterback is a deep position like we've talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we do expect the, the Vikings to run more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I don't think it's like Kirk Cousins is going to be, be terrible. And if you look at, you know, these last few years, once you, like sort of start to get off of that top tier-ish of quarterbacks. I mean, there's not that big of a difference between not really. the, the mid-quarterbacks. Not so, really. To grab Kirk Cousins where he did, good pick there. We see Josh Gordon go next. Um, Lots of defenses both, next. Yeah, this, is, this was the defensive round, um, which I find interesting. That's just, you know, that's not how how I necessarily roll. I mean, mm-hmm. some people, they like to have their defense set it, forget it. Um, you know, different ways to play. So Rams defense, Jags defense, Vikings defense, Chargers defense, <laughs> a lot of defenses. And then you, I think, with another good pick here. This was a guy that I, I did like coming into it. Robbie! The fastest man in the NFL, he quote-unquote says. I would believe it. I would definitely put him top three. Uh, he's got that connection coming back with Sam Darnold. He's probably the best wide receiver in that offense. Yes. Um so I feel like the Jets are probably still going to be kind of struggling and they're not going to be the greatest offense in the world, but when he pops off, I think it's going to be pretty good. So I, Robbie Anderson was a guy that I really liked at that pick. DD Westbrook for you? Yeah, I think we both got some good receivers in this round with you know, some potential. Uh I think they're both probably the number one target in their offense. Um, and, you know, with Robbie Anderson, he honestly showed 
he kind of showed a bit towards the end of the year with Sam Donald. They showed some rapport. Uh, so I like that. Um, D.D. Westbrook, a guy that I grab because I think he's the best receiver in that offense. Um, so I feel good about Westbrook. Uh, also, Nick Foles does really like to target the slot, and that's where Westbrook gets most of his work. Um, so I feel good about that. Coming into this next round, we got Derek Carr going. You know, eh, You're just kind of grabbing quarterbacks at this point. Um, I grab Miles Sanders at the 102. Um, which another one of those rookie rookie running backs. I think you have Sanders, Montgomery, and Jacobs are like the three rookie running backs where it's like you kind of – those are guys you want to get. They could definitely break out this year. Mm-hmm. So for me to get him there where I don't even really need to play him, he's going to sit on my bench. And if he does take over that Eagles – you know, running running back situation, great. Then maybe I move him up or, you know, look to trade for something else. Uh, Muhammad Sanu went, saw Tevin Coleman go to you. Mm-hmm. Tevin Coleman, a guy that I really like. I feel like he is going to have a good role in that San Francisco offense with Kyle Shanahan. He knows the system coming from his days in Atlanta, so I feel like that's going to have a big edge uh, with him moving forward. I just feel like this is a great value pick. It's a, Yeah, I was going to say, I think people are definitely underestimating yeah, what he's going to do in this situation. The rest um, of the round kind of goes kind of weird. So we had Tariq Cohen, yeah. uh, a guy that we talked about that was really hit or miss, and then two straight 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo and Dante Pettis, uh, two guys. Dante Pettis, especially, I think is you, he could have a decent year, but he it all depends on out. what Garoppolo does. Yes, which I do like Garoppolo with that pick. Uh, some decent value there. Uh, Curtis Samuel, a guy that we were just talking about. Um, I like Curtis Samuel this year. I like you know Cam. I like this Panthers offense going into this year. Uh, Marvin Jones at the the one hundred and nine. Honestly. You know, I don't mind that. A couple of years ago, he was a, a wide receiver one. It is PPR, um, and he's not necessarily, you know, he's that big play guy. He's not a PPR monster, but he's going to have weeks where he gets a couple touchdowns or he busts out a big one um, and, you know, puts on for that team. Definitely going to have some upside moving forward, but it's, you know, kind of dependent on how good the lines do and how much they want to throw the ball. Yep. Uh, we definitely had a weird round 12, starting it out with the Patriots D, uh, Marcus Mariota, Austin Eckler, Delaney Walker, a couple of guys that you, mm, uh, aside from Austin Eckler, I, was who I say, think has like a pretty good role. He's a, yeah, he's gonna Ted Ginn? I don't know where like that came dog. from, dude. I don't know where that came from. Larry, I like this next pick. I don't know how you feel about it. You know, people, I know I like that pick. Yeah, people are excited. I like that pick. Yeah, people are excited about Kyler Murray. And it seems like Christian Kirk is the guy that's being. You know, oh, he's going to be the one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I get that Christian Kirk is younger and more athletic, um, but I mean, Larry Fitzgerald has just been consistent every freaking year. Yeah, dude. And and just last year, I I don't hold last year against anybody that was on that Cardinals offense. It was a shit show. Um, yeah, dude. And I don't see why he's not good. I feel like he's going to be the wide receiver one on this team. So that was someone that I was hoping to get with my next pick. Um, but, you know, he falls. Great pick for him. You grab Sterling Shepard. I think Sterling Shepard right here, this was the kind of the only pick that I was like, eh. uh, just because I've had Sterling Shepard in the past before, and he was really kind of those one of those hit-or-miss guys. I feel like now he'll have a better role in the offense moving forward just because, you know, he's been there longer. So that's another year where he's like, hey, I'm here. Uh, no Golden Tate for the first four weeks, so that'll help. Uh, I feel like, you know, this isn't a terrible pick, but I wasn't, you know, in love with this. So not sure about the upside with it. I mm-hmm. also think he might be a little – isn't he a little hurt? I think he's a little banged Maybe up Maybe a little right banged now. up. Um, so not, not entirely sure what to expect. Um, but, I mean, he – 
he could be decent for you. And I mean, he's a bench guy. I mean, you're gonna play him maybe a couple times. Yeah, a year. yeah. So you know, maybe once or twice. Yeah, literally, you're not gonna lose if he your mind get too much on your 117 pick. Uh, then we saw Corey Davis go. You know, he he does have a good share of them passing offense, so that could you know lead to something maybe if Marcus Mariota figures out his life. But Delaney Walker is also coming back. Who, you know. He was good before he got hurt, so I think if he's healthy, uh, I imagine he plays decent. Uh, and then for my next pick, I uh, ended up grabbing Josh Allen, who has my QB3. You know, I'm okay with it. Uh, a lot of rushing upside with him there. I'm not sure how much I'm going to play him um, as far as passing goes. You know, needs a lot of work, but I mean, he's my, my QB3, uh, and the upside's there. So I'm okay with it. Uh, with this next round, what did we have happen? In this next round, we got LaShawn McCoy going at 121. I'm not sure how I feel about LeSean McCoy. Yeah, me neither. I feel like his days are numbered. The backfield before the the rookie running back. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up grabbing uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling. Deshaun Jackson was there. I thought about it, but I just think Marquez Valdez Scantling has the potential to be the number two in an Aaron Rodgers led yeah, offense. Dude. Deshaun Jackson, Ertz, and Jeffrey are two for sure i think guys that get more targets and then after that you know they have some running backs that they'll look to get the ball to in the passing game um sean jackson guy i like a lot though uh going next and then you grabbed austin hooper austin hooper yes an excellent tight end he's had a pretty good rapport with matt ryan when he's been in there but austin hooper has kind of been one of those guys you know really for his whole fantasy career there's been hit or miss i feel like this year he's primed to take a big step forward but really at this point i was just looking for depth and i feel like that was a good guy to have as my tight end too i think that's a pretty high-end option yeah i mean he's i'm pretty sure since he's been in the league he's been you know a top 12 tight end granted after the first like three or four, you know, it's kind of like whatever when it comes to tight ends. Right. But I mean, the Falcons, I think they're going to look to pass the ball a lot. I mean, if something happens to Devonta Freeman, who freaking knows what they're going to do? I mean, Edo Smith, you know, he wasn't terrible last year, but that can't be your back. That can't be your number one. So if for some reason Freeman goes down, you know, who knows? Hooper could get a lot of work. Um, saw Kareem Hunt go in that round, um, which I think is interesting. Um, in most leagues, I probably wouldn't draft Kareem Hunt. This one being a little bit different, just in the sense that most of the teams do make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is it eight? Or is yeah, it it's eight. I think it's eight, right? Yep. Um, yeah. So with that being said, you know, Kareem Hunt, I'm not sure. I'm really not sure, man. Um, so you're without him for at least nine weeks. And then in week 10, he's available to come back, but I don't expect them to, you know, just kind of bring him up and and start using him right away that much, especially having Nick Chubb in that backfield. Mm-hmm. Um, so it might take a couple weeks, but, you know, if there's an injury to Nick Chubb during the year or if he really shows out in, the, you know, a game or two, that's a, you know, Kareem Hunt in your, as your playoff, as a playoff guy potentially for you. That might Huge be nice if you, if you don't end up dropping him. You might have to drop him, though, during the year. Who knows what to expect. We saw Jarek McKinnon go. Made no sense. This man's been hurt for so freaking long. Uh, Latavius Murray in this round. And then we saw Noah Fant go. I don't. I don't really understand the Noah Fant pick. Um, rookie tight ends just really don't really perform. Um, and I believe they already had some tight ends. Uh, with this next round, who'd you grab in this next round? Lots of defenses in this round. We had uh, the Ravens, 
and the Chiefs go as well. I end up taking the Broncos defense. Kind of wanted to wait, but, you know, I was like, uh. Last year, kind of looking at, like, the streaming option, I just didn't love it. So I kind of wanted, you know, kind of just, like, you know, do the little in between. You know, not take a defense super early and, you know, kind of have that set and play, but also at the same time get a solid defense later on. And I feel like the Broncos is definitely something that I could build on because, they have Vic Fangio coming over from the Bears who had, you know, one of the best defenses we've seen probably this decade. Um, you know, Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, Chris Harris. I feel like that could be, you know, an opportunity for a lot of turnovers, a lot of sacks, a lot of low point games for that defense. So I was perfectly fine grabbing them at the 14th round, pick 137. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, at 137. I mean, look well. at some of the people we're grabbing here, you know. There's nothing wrong with with grabbing a defense there. Um, Like you said, you know, a defensive-minded coach coming in uh, could definitely, you know, bring that defense up. With that, you know, with the Broncos, is this a team that you think you're probably playing, like, every week besides their bye? Yeah. So, like, if they, you know, they have a tough matchup, but the Chiefs is the first team that comes to mind. Is that a team like you're like, all right, I'm just going to roll out with the Broncos? Or would you maybe drop somebody to bring in uh, the defense? Depends on what the mat, depends on what, you know, if I kind of have someone that I'm like, okay, well, I can drop you for a defense and I think this is going to work out. Kind you know, it's kind of just like weighing those options. Uh, didn't really think about it that way, but, you know, I mean. That's what it is. Yeah. 137. Um, I grabbed my guy, Mark Andrews, oh, <laughs> this round, uh, which we, won't, we don't have to touch on too much. I think he has the potential to be the uh, number one option in that, that offense. So I like Mark Andrews a lot. Um, in this next round, we saw Eric Ebron go, uh, who could be who could be really good this His year. His value was back up because yeah. Jacoby Brissett loved those tight ends when he was in two years ago. So I feel like the value for him and Jack Doyle is back up. Oh, definitely. It'll be interesting in seeing, is it a two tight end set? Is Eric Ebron the guy? Is Jack Doyle the guy? And you know, Who knows how they're really going to use it? I imagine it'll be two tight end sets. Uh, with 142, I grab Michael Gallup. Um, who was like, oh, you know, there's some upside. I'm just taking a shot in the dark kind of with this pick. But then I ended up dropping him today uh, and ended up grabbing uh, Tony Pollard from the Cowboys. So still ended up grabbing a a Dallas Cowboy uh, who I think, you know, if Zeke's not there, there's definitely some upside for Pollard. So a potential week one starter for me, honestly, with what I've I've heard and seen from um, Pollard. He's been that guy uh, during the the preseason games uh he's done in the passing game as well um and then you grab geronimo allison in this round geronimo allison was a guy that i liked uh a flex play probably has a guy you know he was a guy that stuck out a lot in the slot last year for aaron Rodgers, uh, and i feel like that's key especially because going back you know that was cobb was his guy out the slot and he got a lot of work so uh allison has been there for a little bit of a while i didn't realize how long he was there but going back to when they went to the nfc title game geronimo allison was a rookie yeah Uh, then that was not too long ago i kind of forgot that they went the packers went that far that That was they so that was when the falcons went to the super bowl because it was the packers and the falcons 2017 yeah which feels like eons ago it feels so long it feels yeah it feels like eons ago but okay you know i just felt you know comfortable taking him at this point in the draft more than I felt like taking it's anybody else. You know, uh, a couple of people going after him, uh, Houston and Seattle D, uh, a couple of tight ends and Greg Olson and Tyler Eifert, who, uh, you know, TJ and then TJ Hawkinson, Hawkinson as well. Yeah, uh, Nick Foles, who, you know, who knows? It's a late pick. Uh, Nick Foles could do do some stuff. This- oh, Peyton Barber was drafted. What do you know? <laughs> oh, yay. 
Very last round. And Flacco. Or pretty Flacco this going. Was, this is the GOAT round. Let's Dallas Goddard, which is a great pick. He got dropped. Oh, so if you okay. like Dallas Goddard. Well, whatever. Never mind. Um, yeah, so he was dropped up. for Kenny Stills, which I understand Ooh. because um, he had a lot of tight ends, actually. Because you remember oh, okay. Auto Pick had him draft Trey Burton. Wow. And then he also had another tight end. And then Dallas Goddard, you don't need three tight ends. So I get it. Um, Jordan Howard going in this round. There's some potential there. I'm um, just not really sure what to expect with the Eagles running back situation. There's so many damn running backs. There's like six or seven that are like making the team. Uh, Ito Smith, Matt Stafford, uh, Tyrell Williams, your last pick. I like, I like him it. a lot. I like him a lot. I feel like if the Raiders have a chance to pop off, and Tyra Williams had a really good year last year. I had him towards the end last year. Uh, he was kind of hit or miss. I remember there was one week I was like, come on, Tyrell. And he only had like seven points, and I benched him, and he had like 21. So yeah, I was like, he's, he's cool, boomer dude. Yeah, he's boomer cool, dude. Big play so guy. We'll have to wait and see what his role becomes in that offense. But, you know, as a guy in the last round, I really liked uh, his value for where I got him at. And then... Kalen Balaj for you. Yeah, that's my the last pick I got. Um, Kenny and Drake is hurt, which I'm not sure if the Kenny and Drake owner knew or not. So Balaj is in you know a possibility to take a decent you know share at the beginning of the year. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. I'm not sure how much I'm going to use him. To be honest with you, I'm not sure if you noticed this as we we're scrolling down, but I actually didn't pick a defense. Um, so with that. Um, I'm just going to kind of wait and see what happens over the next few days. If, you know, we find out Ezekiel Elliott signs, then I'll drop Tony Pollard for my defense. Otherwise, you know, Kalen Balazs or, or some, another late-round pick that I had, um, you know, will be a free agent for anybody in the league that likes Kalen Balazs. Streamers. Streamer defense. That's Streamer how defense. Let's go. It's not a bad idea, man. I mean, yeah, I I just I I don't mind doing it. I play daily fantasy like literally every week. My girlfriend gets really annoyed <laughs> with it and all the hours I put into this shit. So it's like if I'm already gonna be doing that, like I might as well just do it, you know, with my my defense in in my actual league and and take a shot on some of these guys like I did with Michael Gallup who became Tony Pollard and Kalen Balazs. So we'll see over the next few days how how that ends up going. I I feel pretty good about my team. I I like the depth. Um, if there's anything where there's maybe a bit of a weakness, you could definitely say tight end. Mark Andrews is my tight end one, and I'm kind of riding on this hot take that he's going to be <laughs> a tight end one. Um, if not, you know, it is what it is. I don't think there's a huge difference from, you know, after those first few, I'll live with it. You know, maybe once H.A. Green or somebody gets healthy, I need to make a deal. I can look to try to to get you know an upper echelon tight end or something down the road. But for now, we're rolling out with Mark Andrews and then maybe my QB2. I feel good about James Winston, but those were the two spots where I'd say maybe a little bit. So we feel good about our squads, yeah? Oh, yeah. I, my running back depth is insane. It's probably my favorite part of my team. Marlon I feel like, Mack is like my RB4. I feel like this is the most like complete, well-rounded team I've drafted in a while, other than you know kind of some of those late-round picks. But you know some of those, you're kind of just like, okay, well, I'm just kind of doing Taking this to uh, right. Yeah, you're taking a shot exactly. with some upside. So, you know, the only thing I kind of – Sterling Shepard was the kind of the only one that I was shaky about. And then David Montgomery just because, you know, he's a rookie and we don't really know what his workload is going to look like. I won't worry about that pick, dude. I honestly – where you got him, I think he's going to get a good chunk of the load. I won't be surprised if he's starting for you 
honestly, at some point. Let's go, boy. You know, Carry on and David. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely We're potential We're in this. There. And if you think Juju's going to be the number one wide receiver, there's this trophy there, is man. mine. We'll see. We'll see. This we'll trophy see. is mine. <laughs> no co-owners allowed. Well, thank you guys for listening to this super long episode of Oxcord Radio, basically our fantasy recap. Um, when it comes to fantasy, we can only, we we can only take a long We got you guys. Time. Yeah, we do. So next time you'll be hearing us, it'll be... We're game for week one. Yes, it'll be game day, Thursday, September. I think eighth is the day. Uh, Bears Packers. We will have an episode out that night or that day uh, to prep you for week one that game and any fantasy stuff moving forward. Uh, our plan is to drop uh, to record on Wednesdays and then drop Thursday Friday. Um, that's the plan moving forward. So look out for that. Yeah, I think you know it's kind of the perfect time for us to be. Dropping those episodes, you know, sort of the middle of the week, give you some time, um, you know, waiver wire Wednesday. Yeah, uh, dude. Pay attention to it. Um, you know, it gives us a little bit of time to act to sort of see what happened in the week previous uh, and kind of, you know, develop our take on it, how we feel about what happened. Um, and then from a fantasy perspective, you know, if someone's hurt, gives a little bit of time. You know, there's going to be people where they're going to be questionable. We're not necessarily going to know, but we will do our best. We will always do our best, and we will bring you that news. Thank you for listening to Oxcord Radio, guys, our fantasy preview, and we will see you next week for week one. Cannot freaking wait. Let's go, guys. See ya.